Are you ready to get going with today's agenda? I'm really excited about today's agenda. Let's do this, man. You may have noticed I didn't ask if you're ready for another hotline minisode. I did notice that. What what could be the occasion? Well, why don't we address that right off the top? Okay. Okay, so we actually talked about this on our last episode, if you remember. But our hotline minisodes, one, they're not exactly mini. And two, right. we do a lot more than just play messages from the hotline. Which I got to say, I love how much this has morphed into its own thing. So this is fantastic. And it's all because of the listeners that have uh, contributed to this segment. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. Well, and, and we did say in the beginning when we did the first hotline minisode that this would evolve over time. And I think this is just another example of that. It's another example of how we keep to our word. That's right. <laughs> That's right. If we promise it, listeners, you get it. <laughs> Sometimes. Except for when we uh, can't get to our next news story. Right. So we took this to our staff in the Gravity Beard Interns Facebook group and asked if we should change the name of these episodes. Not surprisingly, we got a lot of good ideas. Yeah, I was like, man, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I was like, oh, here's another ton of great ideas from our group. Right, right. So I I threw out the first one. I suggested staff meeting or company meeting. Right. That was a good one. Then Michael Barclay of Hashtag Adulting responded with employee feedback, which I thought was great. That is a great one. Donna Hume of Varmint suggested mandatory webinar. Hilarious. <laughs> which, which in the business world just like makes everybody's eyeball twitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in this context, very funny and a very good suggestion. Absolutely. Kelsey Jane proposed conference call. I love that one. Maybe one of my favorites. Ray Smith suggested uh, internal feedback. Also good. Yep. My old college roommate, Doug Dishman, he had a couple suggestions. He suggested internal medicine or internal combustion. Both great choices. Because I was thinking internal affairs, but I think somebody commented that before I did. Yeah, I think so too. Sarah Stapleton. Sarah had for that. She recommended intern orientation. Now, I don't know if that's a great name for the episodes. However, figuring out a way to take new interns through some sort of orientation is actually a really good idea on the show. That's a, that's a great idea. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really cultivated any ideas with that. So I don't know what that would look like. Yeah. Nor would we. (laughs) Let's throw that back to the group. And if anybody has a good (laughs) idea of, of how we can take new interns, new group members through orientation, we'll certainly do it. It's a vetting process. Maybe they need to, there needs to be some sort of dare challenge involving the hotline. Maybe that's a good idea. I think that's a fantastic, fantastic way to go. I was going to say something more extreme, but yeah, I think the hotline is a good way to start. (laughs) (laughs) Something that that involves them having to say, thank you, may I have another? (laughs) Exactly. Our official Bird Wrangler and Kelsey Kelsey Jane's Boo Tory suggested performance review. Now, I had the same reaction to that as Sarah's suggestion. Yeah. I'd actually like to revisit that as the name of another idea. So you you get orientation when you join the group, and then sometime later, you go through some sort of performance review. That's a fantastic tag team of ideas. Yeah, so, so both of those are great ideas. I don't know where they're going to go or where we can go with that, but I like them. Okay, yes. you, you threw out Team Building Exercise 99. Yes, absolutely. Which, of you course... Can, you can keep the 99 or not. Right, but of, of course, that's a Flight of the Concords reference. I'm so glad you got that because <laughs> it's, it's pretty niche. You know, it's a pretty obscure reference. That is super niche. <laughs> uh, although they were they were fairly big and, and talked about a lot at the time, that's true. They had that the they had the uh, business time hip hop uh, the rhinoceros versus the right. hip hop hippopotamus. Right. Of course, that reference is now almost twenty years old. 
Are you serious? No. Yes, a lot of the consequences. Almost two decades old. Still fantastic. <sighs> yes. Finally, my buddy Graham Spell had a great idea. He said just change it to Hotline Megasode. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the simplest solution is the best solution. <laughs> That's exactly right. I, the, my, my response, I, I don't think I typed this. I think um, it was just the, what I thought when I read it was, I always appreciate the simplest, obvious solution to a problem. Right, right. We could, we went through this whole thing. But now it's a little bit of a letdown, you know? Like, I want a new title. <laughs> For sure. And so, of course, we ran a poll. Right. And the overwhelming favorite was staff meeting. And I reached out to you and asked you if you're cool with it. And? Well, and we stand by our polls. That's what she said. <laughs> it looks like our unpaid internship staff has spoken. <laughs> are, we making, are, we, are we making it official? So let it be written. So let it be done. Henceforth, we shall be known as the staff meeting. <laughs> That's, until it evolves into something else. Right, until we decide to change our minds. All right. Well, let's move on. It has been established. So today's no exception. We have a ton on our agenda for our staff meeting. So let's get started. Perfect. Up first, Adam, is our ice cream discussion. Oh, that's right. We had a poll for this too. Chocolate, yes. vanilla, or strawberry. Right. And and I started to I started to call this the ice cream debate, but right. it was pretty tame compared to our previous debate, so it was really more of an ice cream discussion. Okay. So it wasn't like a debacle or a, anything like that. A ballyhoo. <laughs> a can can. <laughs> <laughs> it took on a much more civil nature than than our previous things. It's it's not so polarizing. No, 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 no. So I'll, I'll give the Facebook and Twitter poll results in just a minute. But I think it's interesting, similar to the grapefruit uh, discussion. Actually, that was kind of a debate. You and I have the same opinion over the ice cream discussion. Right. And just to fill in, this is a poll regarding what is the best flavor in the Neapolitan flight. Yes. So if you get Neapolitan ice cream, of course, that's made up of chocolate, vanilla, in, and strawberry. It's in distinct sections in the in the container. Yep. And so that, I don't remember exactly what, where, what the genesis was, but we decided, let's ask everybody which of those three flavors they like the most. And you Correct. and I both like strawberry the most. I think it's the first one to go. Definitely. Yeah. Well, here's the Facebook results. Chocolate got 14 votes or 42%. Okay. Vanilla got 11 votes, 33%. Strawberry comes in dead last with eight votes or 24%. What? Yeah. Guys, <laughs> what is going on here? So we go over to Twitter. Chocolate got 11 votes or 37%. Ooh. Vanilla got 10 votes, 33%. Strawberry got nine votes or 30%. God bless it. Strawberry is delicious. It is delicious. Because I was on the fence initially because I was like, well, okay, with vanilla, you can really add a lot of really delicious things in there. But then I remembered, like, we're talking about the ice cream itself, not the potential ice cream. Yeah, so we agreed that there was be, there'd be no toppings. Right. So there you go. So we've suffered a, a defeat in the grapefruit debate. And now, Adam, another defeat in the ice cream discussion. The employees have spoken. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next item on our agenda. So... Keith, our good friend Keith from the pop-up film filmcast, he was inspired by the news story in our last episode about extreme embalming. <laughs> did he? Did he try it out? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Perhaps he did. I, I'm not sure if he did since last week, but you never know. So he posted a poll on funeral decisions. Viking funeral was the winner. 
<laughs> that's right. That's that. That was how I wanted to go. Viking funeral pyre. That's right. That was your decision as well. <laughs> Me and Christopher DeVos from Podcast Forty Two, we both voted to be shot into space, hoping to be found by aliens. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, cremation was a popular choice. Lots of people put a, a bunch of different twists on cremation, <laughs> which I think is funny. <laughs> I uh, know. And you don't hear that in a sentence often. They put a twist on cremation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever said that sentence before. <laughs> Lucy Johnson, she had a really good idea that might be a legit moneymaker. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. So I'm just going to read her comment. She says, my son came up with the idea of sharing my ashes between my children and keeping them in containers with googly eyes stuck on them, which I think is hilarious. That is hilarious and creepy. <laughs> he likes the idea of people asking what it is and telling them it's mum watching them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all. She goes on. Oh, wow. And you're going to like this part. We've now gone a step further and decided adding a voice chip to randomly say, for f- sake. <laughs> <laughs> Because apparently she says that all the time to her children. <laughs> I can't wait till my kids are a little bit older and I can start using that phrase like openly with them. Right. So apparently she says, she says in parentheses, <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant idea. That is a legit money-making idea. If you can sell containers to put your deceased loved one in there and have googly eyes and a voice chip where you can record <laughs> them saying something, they would sell a million of those. I think we ought to take this one step further. Make okay. it in sort of a fashion of like a Mr. Potato Head. So you can change out the eyes and the expressions along with the voice chip and it be, you know, clear so you can see the ashes of your mom saying for f- sake. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Don't you agree that somebody could make a ton of money with this idea? Okay, well, they already have, you can become a coral reef, you can become a tree, you can become a plant, and you can become even a record, a vinyl record that has your ashes built into it. So, I mean, hey, they're really, ironically, the sky's the limit. (laughs) (laughs) And I think all of those are great ideas, but compared to this, I think this is the best one. And I love your Mr. Potato Head spin on it. That's fantastic. (laughs) Because you can get googly eyes. Right, right. All right, well, my sweet wife responded with, plant me as a tree (laughs) see which actually i've never heard her say that before uh, and i don't totally understand what that means but in any case hal robbins wants a standard burial but he wants to put a put a twist on that he said he wants he wants a a hearse that's towing a u-haul just to stick it in the face of the people that say you can't take it with you (laughs) (laughs) i love that (laughs) paul chomo says he wants a tibetan sky burial have you ever heard of this Oh, no. What is this? Okay, so I'm just going to read from a website that I found. A sky burial is the act of leaving a corpse cut into precise pieces by a burial master. Exposed to the elements of nature, the master would also be in charge of smashing and grinding the bones of the deceased body and then leaving the prepared corpse out in the selected open site. This was uh, their way of offering a final honorable service to their material body, sending it back to the earth and serving as an offering of, of a meal to the vultures. That is really fascinating. And I would put that at number two behind Viking funeral pyre. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's amazing. I actually would love to know from Paul where he, where he first learned about that. Cause I'd never heard of that. Can I just say how much I love the macabre sense of humor that our group has? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Just enough, like never too much. That's right. That's right. It's, it's the appropriate amount of macabre. Okay. Let's move on to the next thing in our agenda. Okay. Okay, so next, Paul posted a poll and asked if people folded or crumpled their toilet paper, Adam. Oh, this is really interesting. Yes. 
Okay, so you responded, you're a crumpler. I'm a crumpler, right. Okay, 72% said they folded. So this is interesting. Someone very close to me said, and it's not Liz, um, said that they they wipe, fold, wipe, fold until like it's unavoidable. Like you can't do it anymore. Interesting. Like they don't get, they don't get messy obviously. But right. like I thought, I was like, that seems to me very strange. You're flirting with disaster. Hey, Molly Hatchett. He said it best, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just find that very interesting. But you know, I mean, when I was a child and couldn't do it for myself, somebody crumpled it for me. So I guess it's just kind of how you were raised. I actually agree with Brisky Cawthon of Turn of Phrases. Okay. And I do both. So she and I are fomplers. I saw that comment, which is interesting to me. We do a combination of folding and crumpling. Because I think, I think both serve a purpose. For sure. Which I think is the most effective. All right, so next on the agenda from the food department, which actually is led by Tiff Franks, she normally posts disgusting things under, under the heading, No Thanks, I'd Rather Starve. Which is awesome. It is. This time she posted bacon-wrapped apple pie port tenderloin, which was very well received by the group. Yeah, everyone wanted to, to make this work as far as a, uh, as, as far as a dish goes. Everyone was super in favor of the bacon and the apple pie with the pork. I mean, it's it's a pretty solid combination. My thoughts are it seems like it could work and it seems like it could be freaking fantastic if done properly. I agree. Okay, moving on. I'd also like to thank my friend Dave from Cleveland for his product suggestion. Did you I think you saw this? The humping dog USB drive. <laughs> I did not see this. <laughs> Very funny. Um we may have to make these available to our entire staff. It was literally a tiny plastic dog, mechanical dog, that was attached to a USB drive. And when you plug it into your computer, it starts humping the, the USB drive. So that's drive. brilliant. Yeah, you can you can send that out with the free t-shirts that everyone's supposed to get. Yes, yeah, those, are, those are going out momentarily. They're, they're going out very soon. <laughs> Kelsey Jane posted a coupon from AutoZone for free blinker fluid. Thank you, Kelsey. Always needed. Yep. Thank you for that sharing of the coupon. Never, never pay full price for blinker fu- fluid. I don't think you should. I don't think you should. Now, if you do, you're getting taken to the cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we get to this week's hotline messages. Back to our friend Keith from Pop-Up Filmcast. One of our most dedicated interns since the very beginning. He's in charge of the intern library. Yes. But he posts regularly with book recommendations. Yes. I want to read just a few of them, just the highlights. Okay. So from the popular series Devotionals for Teens, we have Anybody Can Be Cool, But Awesome Takes Practice by Lorraine Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's false. It doesn't. <laughs> I was born this way. <laughs> huh. All right. Adam has no need for that book. No. A selection from Penguin Books titled, Well, That Didn't Work. <laughs> that would be your autobiography. <laughs> That's not, but I did write the foreword. I wrote the foreword for that one. Yeah. And maybe my favorite, another selection from Penguin Publishers. Now, this is my autobiography. Maybe you're confusing it with this one. I know I'm wasting my life, but I'm not sure how to stop. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that goes for so many like people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> so go out there and get my autobiography and perhaps you can learn something. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like it, it includes like, I don't know how to stop this from happening. <laughs> right, exactly. Thanks, Keith, for all the great material. We really do appreciate it. 
Okay, are you ready for some hotline messages? Let's do these messages. Oh, I'm very excited about our first message, Adam. Okay, why is that? Well, let me just play it, and I think you'll understand why. You ready? All right, let's do it. Hey, Chris. Hey, Adam. That's your podcast, Grandpa. (laughs) Oh, I just want to call and say, I'm loving the show. Yes. I wish your Grandma Lois would have told me about it sooner. I found out about it because I called this number the hotline, hotline. (laughs) And I saw it in the phone. I thought maybe she was calling that Lester Smith from down the block. I hope not. Anyway, awkward. I just wanted to say I think it's great. I, I the show is amazing. I put the headphones on. I turn it up. I can't even hear your grandma Lois talking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, could you guys please bring those batteries by soon? If I gotta get up and change the channel one more time, it's it's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, thanks, guys. I love the show though. Keep it up. I'll call back. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Grandpa. That was awesome. He loves the show. It's Podcast Grandpa Frank. Dude, this is fantastic. Now we have the couple, the power couple, listening to the show. Lois and Frank, both listening to our show. Yeah. Thanks, Grandma and Grandpa. I'm very excited to have both a podcast grandma and grandpa. Yeah, who says technology is only for the youth? (laughs) And you know what? He He was far less cranky this time. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Okay. So, Adam, I, I don't know if you remember, but I had posted out in our group to invite people to have their children call. Oh, yeah. Did we get any uh, children hotline messages? We certainly did. And here's one right now. Awesome. Hey, folks. Sarah Stapleton here with my three-year-old daughter, Izzy. Sarah, Sarah Hacks for that. Izzy, what message do you have for Toast? Yes. You like to sing and dance? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What else do you like to do? I love if I got my mommy. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do my hat. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye. Adam, how great was that? Man, we have the first thrill to call or be on our show since you were a son all those years ago. That's right. So that was Sarah Stapleton's three-year-old daughter, Izzy, and she's adorable. Awesome. Sarah's child called the show. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah's toddler called. (laughs) Much better. (laughs) Okay. So I think you remember when Kelsey was having the bird palm in her chimney. Uh, How could we forget? And I think what was particularly notable about that, aside from Dave's really terrible advice. Right. The bird dying. She wasn't getting a lot of cooperation from her maintenance guy. Correct. The TOF. I was hoping this was the Green Bureau investigation. Now, here's my problem. I got this weirdo girl that lives like two towns down. She needs help with the bird inside her chimney. And I just think I've had too many donuts this morning. I don't quite want to do it. I know it's like my job and stuff, but... I don't know. This is like the third time that she's called <laughs> about stuff going on at her house. Now, granted, it was our fault <laughs> for <clears throat> not not quite doing what we needed to do, such as we could box it outside the garage being 
All kinds of nasty. That means the people that live there just, oh, my God. Nasty. However, I think she might have a little crush on me. <laughs> I doubt it. So I was hoping y'all could help me out now. If y'all could investigate this, that'd be fantastic. I'm going to eat my donuts now. Maybe I'll give her some coffee, maybe, like, excuse to help her get the bird out. Then, maybe if she comes again. Now, I think I'll wait to see what you guys come up with first. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> Worst okay. maintenance person ever. I couldn't agree more. Although so she may pe- be onto something with the crush. Just kidding. <laughs> There's no way. So, did he say the word garage? He did say garage. He also said the word cockamamie. <laughs> The only thing he was missing was the word like miscreant or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know what he wants us to do, but the bad news for Kelsey Jane is that she's got the worst maintenance guy in the history of ever. Yeah, and also, like, didn't the bird die? Yeah, he he couldn't possibly be more late. So that blood is on his hands. He's definitely complicit in bird murder. But at least he, like, acknowledged it was his fault, because I don't think you get that often. But, you know, bleeding guilty. I appreciate the acknowledgement, but he still kind of is indifferent to it. Well, he, right. He, he's pleading guilty with no remorse. Yeah, I think that's the that's the main problem, is that he's more concerned about donuts than, than may, maybe improving his performance going forward. Right. And he's more concerned about whether or not Kelsey has a crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, sir, sir, if, you, if you're still listening to our show, she most certainly does not. Right. She has a boyfriend. She does. Peter DeVilbus. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Tori. Just kidding. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to get to meet Tori when we see he and Kelsey on September 27th. Oh, is, that's cool. Which is only 30 days away, Adam. Tori with an E. So, Adam, are you ready for our next message? Of course. Perhaps you remember LeBron James calling last episode. How could I forget? Taking his bad attitude to California. Then he left us this most recent message where he's going to start creating awareness campaigns. Right. He's bringing awareness to awareness. That's right. So here is his first awareness campaign. Oh, great. Hello. I'm LeBron James, noted quitter and loser in six of nine trips to the NBA finals. <laughs> and this is how I talk. <laughs> Too many children in America are going hungry. That's why we recently launched Tots for Tots. We're collecting all of your gently used tater tots and sending them out to hungry children in your local community. Kip's Big Boy has generously volunteered to serve as the collection centers. So head down there now and drop off your hot tots. Also, join our social media campaign. Look for and use the hashtag tots for tots on all social media platforms. I'm LeBron James, and now that I no longer care about winning NBA championships, I'm asking you to help me end childhood hunger. Dunskies. <laughs> <laughs> what a great message. It was short, sweet, to the point, and he said this is how I talk, and he ended with Dunsky. Right, right. And and what a what a worthy cause, curing childhood hunger. Right, one greasy tater tot at a time. Gently used tater tots. Gently used tater tots. I think this is okay. That also sounds delicious. I love tater tots. So I, I think that he might be onto something there. We might have to give him a little grace moving forward because tater tots are delicious. Well, I think we could definitely get behind tots for tots because we like tater tots and children. But let's reserve judgment until he calls in with some of his future awareness campaigns. Yeah, but that one so far was starting off good. Yeah, that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Several weeks back, 
a bunch of our group members started taking on specific roles. Right. And we, t- you know, we talked about TIFF on food and Science Team Science Face and Keith covering the uh, Culture Beat. Well, our other friend, Jim Weir, who up to this point has not called the hotline and has not taken on a specific assignment, now has one. Jim called the hotline? Yes. Man, that's fascinating. So now all of our listeners are going to be able to put a voice with a name and yeah. a comment. And the picture, the profile picture. And he is now becoming, Adam, our roving reporter. Oh, hell yeah. Play that message, please. Here is his first report. This is not really a message. This is breaking news. Breaking news from your reporter in the field, Jim Ware. Uh, in a cover-up that dates back to the 50s, this reporter has learned that Dole Brands and Chiquita have conspired to keep the abuse of bananas from the public. These companies funded numerous studies that extolled the health benefits of the banana without inserting the darker side of its use. Only a few studies, such as those conducted by Kinsey and Masters and Johnson, have touched on the darker underbelly of the banana world. <laughs> and these studies were banned from American schools for decades. Not surprised. The conspiracy has been known at the highest levels of government and administrations, both Republican and Democrat, dating back to the Eisenhower years, huh. but was kept behind closed doors. It appears that these companies were nearly successful in taking over the U.S. government with the presidential candidacy of Bob Dole. <laughs> The Russians have colluded in this effort in order to affect a lower birth rate in the West. This has included funding some websites that describe in detail the alternate uses of the banana. Even Hollywood has been involved. It appears that in the story linking Richard Gere to a hamster, it was actually a banana. Oh, wow. The current administration has placed tariffs on many imports, but this list has somehow not included the banana. Interesting. Coincidence? And the fake news media has been completely silent about this widespread abuse, even though actual film of the abuse is available on some premium websites. Oh. This reporter will continue to try to shed light on this subject and on this cover-up. Thank you. Okay, I have so many comments. But the first one being, I really wish he had ended this with something along the lines of like a weather forecast. You know, like you know, chance of showers tomorrow with, you know, partly cloudy. <laughs> like he's just got that amazing voice. And if you actually look at Jim's pictures on Facebook, he looks kind of like the most interesting man in the Midwest. Well, I can tell you that I've known Jim for around 20 years. Really? You know, Jim? Oh yeah. No kidding. He's a really interesting, cool dude. Okay. So I was right. Yeah, for sure. He's a guy that you want to take out for a beer and, and listen to him tell stories for hours. Well, maybe we take him out on Celebrity Cocktail Day. <laughs> Perhaps. He's, probably, <laughs> he, he's not famous, but he's certainly worthy of the distinction. Right. <laughs> well, he's a celebrity amongst us. <laughs> he most certainly is. <laughs> and I can't tell you how happy I am that he's taken on the role of roving reporter. And I'm very intrigued by this initial report. Well, first of all, I'm thrilled that he's blowing this thing wide open, right? He's exposing. I, I mean, he really needs to be careful, though, because when you expose this kind of, you know, controversy, it really doesn't usually go well for the person doing the exposing. So, first of all, Jim, please be careful. And also, please, please, please call the hotline again, because <laughs> I really want to hear more of what you have to say on whatever your topic it is. Just throw in a forecast at the end. <laughs> you have no idea. I would love for him to be a weekly caller into the hotline. Oh, man, Jim, please. That was awesome. I mean, but let's let's focus on the topic at hand, though. This banana controversy is pretty screwed up, dude. 
is pretty screwed up. I think we're so enamored by just having heard from Jim because it's so cool that that we're we're kind of overlooking the story itself, which we really shouldn't do. That would be a grave mistake. Right. Yeah, because I mean, you know what though, we gotta be careful ourselves because if we're breaking this story wide open on our show, we may get a similar call to the one we had when the mental health institution called us. That's an excellent point. That's a really good point. But that being said, we need to press on and and you know continue this controversy coverage. Well, I think we should let Jim serve as an example, and I think he operates with no fear. Yeah, he seems like a no-nonsense kind of guy. I will punch you in the face if you cross me wrong kind of guy. I think you've nailed it. I, yes. I, would, I would testify to that. For, there's no <laughs> <question>. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, yeah, I definitely want to get a beer with Jim. Why did you hide Jim when we were, I was in Dallas? <laughs> you know, he, he's a really busy guy. He's a hard guy to corner. That makes sense. He's pretty interesting. Yeah. He very much is. Okay, let's finish up with this. Do it. Hello, Adam. This is Igor Santanovsky. I'm very disappointed that you did not respond to my previous message. So I'm calling again, leaving a second message. Listen, each time if I do not hear from you in a timely manner, you're going to find a box of adorable kittens on your front porch. And I think you and I both know you don't want that. I think you know what to do. Dunskis. Oh, great. He even ended the message properly. Yeah. Okay, I tried reaching out to resolve this grave misunderstanding. I've paid the money. I've put things back where they belong. This is troubling because I don't know what to do now. Well, I think you've got to figure out something because if you're not careful, you're going to end up with a box of adorable kittens on your front porch. Right, and I hate cats. Right. Ah, great. This is not going well for me, man. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you, Adam. I just I just know you need to figure something out. Crap. I mean, is it vodka? Do they want vodka in addition to the repayment? Um, you must be asking yourself rhetorical questions because I have no idea what to do here. Yeah, dang it. Okay, well, if you don't hear from me for next episode, then uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that will be the end of my co-hosting. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, I hope that doesn't happen, but I guess I'll just go back out to the group and try to find a co-host. <laughs> yeah, you'll find it no problem. Our group is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst news in this whole thing for you, isn't it? Yeah, that like I'm completely replaceable. <laughs> now that our group is so awesome. Yeah, it's like our group is so awesome that even if I were to you know die from a Russian hit squad, quote unquote, of course, <laughs> I don't want to upset anybody. <laughs> Could be anybody, but uh, yeah, that I'm basically gone and without, you know, I'll just, I, I won't be missed. The show will just continue without skipping a beat. Basically, is correct. That's very unsettling. All right, let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> if that's even possible. No. I have one more thing before we go. Okay. Sandwiches have been a topic on our show almost since the very beginning. True story. And Paul, I think, is the ex- expert on this subject matter. That's what I was going to say. Paul Chomo is at the center of this topic for sure. Okay. He's basically kind of the sandwich czar or sandwich commissioner, maybe. True. Whatever you want to call him, let's just say he's, he's within our group, he's kind of the prevailing authority on what is and what is not a sandwich. Correct. And basically, you know, everyone's deferred to his better, uh, his better judgment. For sure. So I'm not sure when, but we're going to assemble a sandwich round table. I love this idea. Yes. So it looks like it's going to include tentatively me, Paul, of course, Keith, 
and Corey McCord signed C. McScion's face. Okay, so what is the goal of this summit? Okay, I'm glad you asked. The goal is to enter into the official record for all of mankind, the guidelines around sandwiches. What I mean by that is we're going to do the episode. We're going to establish some things. We're going to enter it into the public record in the form of a podcast episode. And then going forward, anytime, anywhere this topic comes up, someone can just listen to that episode. Okay, so this is a standards committee. Exactly. Okay. Best practices, best sandwiches. Well, I mean, first, Adam, we're going to cover the history and and establish a proper definition. I can't wait to hear this. Not only important for podcasting, but it's important for humanity. I couldn't agree more. That's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, this is this is this is really important stuff. Yeah. So stand by again. It's tentative, but we will convene this roundtable and we will get to the bottom of this and we'll enter into official record and that'll be the end of the issue. Well, that's exciting. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. There you go. I was excited to make that announcement. Yeah, that's a that's big news, man. It is big, big news. I agree. Man, you like dropped the wait till the end of the episode to drop a bomb like that. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, I just want to say thank you to the brave men that are volunteering to be on the committee. Are you patting yourself on the back? You should, because this is great. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to launch it on your platform. So thank you for your service. Happy to do it. It's the least <laughs> I can do. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of our staff meeting, Adam. Oh, man, what a great staff meeting. You know, it's all about finding balance when it comes to a staff meeting. Yeah, for sure. And, and I know you would agree, but man, we have amazing listeners. Seriously, the best. I've, I've never seen this kind of interaction. Well, and it, the best thing about it is we've become friends with many of them, right? Which is even better. Yes, yes. And maybe we can, we can do a second meetup to give everyone time when Jessica Ann comes back next year. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And we've already referenced it in this episode, but really the reason these episodes are so much fun and jam-packed full of stuff is because our listeners make it that way. That's 100% correct. 100% correct. And if you're not in our Facebook group, please join us there. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. The number for the hotline is 321-465-2180. Did you have anything else before we go? No. No, no, no. Let's just keep it coming. Let's get people... Let's invite people into the group. Let's make this group continue to stay awesome. Yeah, I agree. Thank you to everyone for contributing so much great stuff to both the hotline and to the Facebook group. See the show notes for more information. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toph. We'll see you next time. Later. All right, here we go. Ready? And three, two, one. Dead on. (laughs) Not only do I not match you up on that, you have like a really good, strong clap and mine's real anemic. I'm not even good at clapping, much less clapping on time.